Good morning, PML. This is your boy, Is Nefarious here, and I'm here for the breakfast show. I got, I mean, I got a co-host. That, that, that's just about all I got. I got Hefe uh, in the building. Hefe, say hello to the people. What's going on, man? Happy to be here, man. I don't know how I feel, man. You know, I've been sitting in voice chat for a while. And steady watching yep. you try to bring other people. I just don't feel like I'm enough. I'm going to try to make it do what it do. I I don't you know I, it's not that it's not you it's me um on Valentine's Day no, 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 it's no, not no, you no, don't don't give me that it's not you it's me if it's anybody it's me no it's it, it's Valentine's Day you know what it is everybody's too busy trying to buy flowers buy this buy that. Yeah, it, it, that's everybody's just busy today with Valentine's Day, but we we got a we got a uh, a duo today. Happy Valentine's Day to PML. Um, we could talk about some of the games. Well, we are going to talk about some of the games. Q is in here. I don't. I I'm pretty sure he's working. He's just hopping in to listen. Um, but you know, we're going to talk about some of the games. We're going to talk about. I want to talk a little bit of football too. Um. But first, let's let's dive into the games. Uh, first game on the slate was the um, New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. Final score was forty six to twenty three. Um, this game was uh, this game was close for a little bit, and then it turns into a blowout real quick when it rains it pours for uh, the New York Jets. Uh, Trevor Lawrence twelve of twenty seven, uh, one forty one, two touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, Devin. Uh, What's his Devin Larry? Devin Larry, uh, 14 of 21, 212, three touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Blake Corum. Uh, Blake Corum is, uh, he had two, he had 231 yards in a touchdown, and then he had, uh, Ian Mitchell, the, uh, Blake Corum, uh, Walmart version, who finished with 17 for 123 in a touchdown. So it's, it's funny how the, these, uh, how, uh, the Jets now got a 95 speed running back like the Dolphins, and it's going to be interesting how it how it works um, how it works with Keaton Mitchell. Um, but he's going to have to put up the numbers like uh, Blake Corum, and then maybe he could have uh, that stud running back as well. Did you watch this game at all? I watched a little bit of the game, and I, I kind of you know Blake Corum went off, and it's 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 funny how you have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Um, but but Blake Corum, that offense goes as Blake Corum goes. Um, yep. You saw when he went out with against Houston, uh, Q had a little trouble moving the ball, and it, it just amazes me how that offense. When you think about it, when you grab a team like the Dolphins at the beginning of the cycle, you think, oh, that that team is going to go through the receivers, but it goes through the running back. And one of the big things for now, listen, Blake Corum has every attribute you want to have a running back to have in PML. But I think a lot of it is also you can't really stack the box against them because if you do, then you'll get hit over deep. So while the offense of the Miami Dolphins does run through Blake Corum, it runs through Blake Corum because you have to be cognizant of what's on the outside. So yes. it's double jeopardy, really. And it's just been cute who's able to take advantage of it. Yeah, like, like you said. 
like the first time I played Q uh, last season, um, I was more worried about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and Blake Corum absolutely destroyed me. Went off for 300 yards, a uh, few big touchdown runs. And then the game, uh, the second game, I'm like, you know what? You can have whatever you want with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. We want to fucking stop Corum early, uh, get you away from the run game. And we had a better outcome from that game. So uh, I think that in Blake Corum going down against the Texans really helped the Texans. Uh, even though you still have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, it really helped the Texans just because he wasn't able to establish that run game and have that, uh, you know, if you do this, I'm going to do that type of, type of situation. If you're going to show a single high coverage, I'm going to hit you over the top. If you're going to show a... Uh, too high coverage. I'm gonna gas you with uh, Blake Corum. So, uh, but he has he has the team offensively. It should be the easiest uh, offense to run with all that speed, all that uh, having the ability to switch from running the ball, passing the ball. It doesn't matter. You have the advantage uh, when you're the Dolphins. Um, and it showed here. Um, he was able to do his thing with Corum and uh, even get his uh, get Tyreek Hill going. I think he had a big touchdown catch in this. Um, let me take a look. Yeah, he had uh, he had one touchdown catch, three for seventy-eight, the forty-eight yard bomb that he that he caught from Larry. Uh, and Claypool was limited, four for twenty-seven, two TDs. So he did a good job taking Claypool out of the game. Uh, just a overall good game by the Miami Dolphins, and it showed in the final score as he wins in a a pretty handy blowout. Um, next game is the Panthers. You know, that. No, no, I was going to say, yeah, I think that's the thing with the Jets. Uh, last season, you know, he wanted to get that Claypool dev, and he he relied so heavily on Claypool. Now he's trying to integrate that running back into the game. So that offense is going to be a little off balance for a while until he figures it out. Yeah, it's a lot of depth chasing with that, that Jets team usually. Um, and, you know, not being in the position that he wants to be here in season three, it, it, it also hurts his game. Um, you know, he, he, he kind of focuses on – things instead of focus on winning it's focusing on a player or focusing on a dev or something like that i want to say one thing before you move off um that victory does not excuse you losing the houston cube so whatever go ahead yeah yeah that does not excuse you from lo- to losing the houston yeah, make sure you put that in there. Uh, we had the Panthers and the Commanders uh knockout pick of the week the Commanders the knockout special uh waiting on that game don't know when it's going to play, be played. You got the Jaguars beating the Bears 29-25. In uh, a good game, I had the over on Justin Fields' total yardage, which was like at 217. Uh, he finished with 206 passing and two interceptions, but had 86 on the ground, uh, 12 attempts, 86 on the ground with one TD. So a hell of a job by uh, – a hell of a job by uh, – Justin Fields, you know, getting his legs going, even though he didn't have much uh, in the air. Um, the Bears, though, SP Dot is playing a hell of a playing a hell of a brand of football right now with that Bears roster that is fully depleted and probably the worst roster in PMO at this point. Yeah, the only difference right now with um, SP and SP's game because he's playing a hell of a game with those damn uh, Bears right now is he he drafted some pieces. He likes who he has. He's, he likes yeah. who he plays with. And I say it a lot, but I can't say it enough. I don't care about your team overall all the time. If you have pieces you like playing with, it makes the game fun. It makes the game more interesting. 
and like I have pieces on my team right now that yeah, I should have probably gotten some other pieces of better, but I like I like who they are. I like playing yeah. with them, and it just makes it more fun. And I think that's what we're seeing from SP is that he's playing harder and he's he's a tougher out now because that team is not a whole lot better than it was before. It has some speed and some upgrades in certain places, but he just likes playing with who he's who his team right now, and I think that goes a long way. And, and you can see by playing Jacksonville tough. Yeah, exactly. And he, he he's coming off that big win. Uh right now he's three and two. And he came off that big win uh against uh against the, the Rams the week before, who you know, that team's still uh, you know, Super Bowl team as far as who they still have on the user and you know, all the players. So hell of a win there. And then he plays the Jacksonville Jaguars real tough. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with SP Dot. You know, first two seasons weren't the greatest. Uh he did have an okay second season. Uh, but, you know, an ex-Super Bowl champ, you're expecting a little bit more. And uh, even with a, a terrible team, he, he's doing his thing, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Uh, oh, yeah, got to give, give credit to what he's doing with the team. And don't, don't forget, the, the, both quarterbacks return into their former teams, too, in that game. Oh, yeah. That was a revenge game. Revenge yep. game of sorts. Um, moving on, though, we had the uh, Cardinals losing in overtime to the Green Bay Packers, 27-24. to uh, this was a good game. Hell of a comeback by D. Lloyd and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it looked like he had the game, uh, but on first to 10, runs a play action, uh, tries to run a play action, gets uh, pressure in his face, and then it ended up as a pick because uh, Jair Alexander was just waiting for that out route. Uh, so a pick, uh, could have been a pick six, but he got tackled, and then uh, he just kicked the field goal for for the win. Uh, hell of a game uh, to watch, hell of a game by uh, the Packers to uh, remain composed after blowing the lead, uh, and a hell of a job by Deloitte to get get that lead, uh, you know, uh, come back from that, that nice lead that he had. I think it was like 24, 24 to 10. It might even have been 24 to 7 at one point. Um, just a hell of a game by Deloitte and uh, King Mike. Yeah, man, I I had the Packers winning this game. I didn't have it going into overtime. I thought the Packers would win a little bit more handedly. Um, I, I, unfortunately, I didn't see this game, but you know you can never count someone like Deloitte out. But, you know, I think it, it speaks more to either the composure of Green Bay or you can speak to, like, okay, you know, why is Green Bay faltering? You know, because I do understand. I mean, I had the Packers last year, so I completely understand that going – from Aaron Rodgers to anyone else is a huge, you know, it's a huge downgrade. And, mm-hmm. you know, going from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love last year, like that that following season, I made the playoffs, but it was tougher. Yeah. Like uh, the season after, we, we went back to the NFC Championship. So I, I think he's going to be okay. But as the, as the schedule gets tougher and, you know, he gets from, people get more familiar and these teams have been upgraded, it's just going to be a tougher task. Um, for, for Mike to, to, to kind of play with fire a little bit on these games. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of like playing, it's like vice versa. Like you have a train or you never play with, uh, you know, uh, baseball, for example. If you're on the uh, on deck circle, you get the weights on the bat, you, you swing it, um, and it just gets, it gets the bat feeling lighter for you so the bat can get through the zone quicker. Now, that's the same thing, like, when you're playing with a bad quarterback going to a good quarterback, it, it may, the throws, your windows get a lot bigger than they were with a bad quarterback. Like me with Caleb Williams and the throw power, the windows seem a lot bigger than they are. 
it's but it's the opposite with uh, the Packers. And you go from Aaron Rodgers, who could make all the throws, and now you're gonna kind of mitigate what what Hendon Hooker can do, and you could kind of see that in the gameplay a little bit. Uh, but the good thing about the Packers is they still have that elite defense, and they have a really good user that will be able to you know control that and also. So uh, control the ball on on defense as well. Uh, control the other team from you know getting that that big lead or putting them in a position where Hendon Hooker can really show can uh, can really show you know his downfalls. Oh yeah, that 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 defense is really giving Hooker uh, a larger room for a margin of error because you know Mike is going to have that defense playing. They have some good players on there. Have some great speed, great DBs. Uh, pass rush, so that 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 defense is definitely going to give Hooker uh, more more room for error. But I think right, like you said, you said it perfectly. I think right now, even though he did play with Hooker last season, this is the season where there's no safety net, and I think he's really just trying to find out what he can do with Hooker. But I, I don't think he has to worry. I still think that division is his. He's still going to be in the playoffs, so I think he can afford to kind of have some of these games right now. Yeah, and uh, you know he's still four and one at the end of the day. Uh, hell of a win, um, you know, hell of a job by his defense stepping up big at the end uh, to provide the win. Uh, but moving on, we had the uh, Houston Texans and their dominating win against the Detroit Lions. The Houston Texans are real. Uh, everybody, uh, all hail the Houston Texans. Um, Drama Man is the best user in PML. Or yada yada yada. Uh, anything you wanted to add to that? I better start putting some respect on Drama's name. All right, Drama's four <laughs> and one. That man told y'all what was gonna happen, and you guys sitting around here acting like Drama not the truth. Put some respect on the Houston Texans. That's the best coach they've had in 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 that franchise in the last fifteen years. They're four and one. You know, you can only play who's in front of you. So, drama's in chat, sticking his chest out, rightfully so. You, you know, you can't help but play who's in front of you. So, put some respect on drama's thing. Yeah. And, and 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 to be honest with you, this is no – what's going on with drama is no more than what a lot of college coaches do. A lot of college coaches at the beginning of the year, they schedule some easy games to get some confidence. But right now, drama's playing with confidence. So even when his schedule gets a little bit tougher, he the confidence from playing, you know, what some people are saying is not the strongest schedule to start, the, the confidence from that will carry over to his games where he where when his schedule does get tougher. So, you know, we'll see how that how that goes. And uh just uh some stats from this game too. Uh Alvin Kamara, fifteen for one seventy nine and two touchdowns. So Alvin Kamara getting busy today. Um uh, finally showing, you know, why he, he makes the big bucks and why he went for the second overall pick. Um Jameis wants to know three touchdowns, three interceptions. Um if you're if you're sitting there drama with all that and you got that confidence, is that that three interceptions, is that a red flag to you as a user? Even though you came out oh, yeah. with a demanding victory? Yeah, no. Even though he came out with a that that's still that's still a red flag that he's throwing three interceptions. Uh he's throwing three interceptions against what people would not consider a great user in um, Kurt. So the fact that, 
you threw three interceptions and got away with that game is what Dak Prescott probably threw two interceptions of himself of his own to cancel those out. I mean, I don't know. What did you see Dak? He threw, he threw four to be exact. Okay, so he threw four interceptions. So that's what saved drama was the fact that four interceptions came back his way. So that is definitely alarming in the passing game that, you know, you threw three interceptions against, you know, uh, what some people will say is not the best user in PML. You know, Kurt has his issues. It's no secret. So that doesn't bode well for drama. But at the end of the day, he got the victory and put some respect on his name. Yeah, he, he's doing his thing. He's 4-1. and one. He, At the end of the day, no matter where you, which way you slice it, which way you cut it, the man is 4-1. And, one. and, um, and, call, move, and, and, and refer to him as commissioner drama. Just like when presidents are no longer presidents, they still hold a title of president. Drama yeah, is still commissioner drama. Com- commissioner drama. Uh, the shortest stint we've ever seen in our life when, when it's come to a commissioner. I don't even think he made it past the week. Um Next game, we had uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who are in the division, taking out the uh, New England Patriots 40-20. to 20. Um, It's my game, so I guess uh, I'll, I'll talk about it a little more in depth. Um, we, we had control early on. Uh, just, I, I, you know, taking the time to find red zone plays, taking the time to have situational plays ready, I think is, is the key, um, the key factor to, you know, Something like this game, uh, we forced the interception. Uh, he got the ball first, forced an interception, had the ball in the red zone. Uh, he forced the field goal. Second drive, we forced him off the field, three and out. Uh, had the ball, we got the ball in the red zone once again. And then uh, we we were forced to field goal. So even though we had two possessions and we felt good, we were only up six nothing. So uh, it's two things: good job by his defense to force uh, the offense into a field goal. And my offense needs to be, be be a little better, a little better at uh, at red zone efficiency. Because even though we've got the field goals, you know, capping those off with touchdowns, then it's fourteen nothing. It's a different field for that whole game. Uh, but uh, JC did a good job of um, uh, adjusting to what I was doing defensively. Uh, he, he was still able to get get it going a little bit. Um, he got he got lucky with the Keishon Butte like uh, slot fade route, which uh, kind of glitched out Ringo for some reason, and then he ended up with a touchdown that put him up twenty to thirteen going into half. Um, after that, uh, we we had a turnover. His defense pretty much locked us up, and um, you know the game took off uh, late in the third fourth quarter. Uh, the game was pretty much out of hand at that point. But a good job by uh, JC uh, staying composed, uh, even though, you know, the first two drives weren't beneficial. And a good job by his defense to control uh, control the damage, doing a little damage control. So, hell of a job by his defense. Yeah, man. Um, you, you and I were talking about this game, and you are talking about some of the routes and some of the things that happened and how it got, a, how it got away from you. Um, you know, there's always a – in everybody's game, when a game gets away from you, not in every game, but when there's when games start to get away from you, there's a moment where you go, I wish I could take this back. Is there anything specific you wish you would have taken back or probably stayed true to before the game just kind of snowballed? So, uh, a blitz pickup. Uh, I, what, honestly, if, if, like the one thing I, I wish, I think we, I wish we were better in the red zone. 
because 14 nothing is a whole lot different than six nothing. Um, the pressure's different. The whole game's different uh, at 14 nothing. Uh, for me personally, and that's that's what I was thinking. Um, but as far as uh, there was an interception where I read cover two man, I put myself in a uh, uh, a tough situation after getting sacked. Uh, no fault of my own. It was just good shed by his defensive end. Uh, ran a little play action and he was in the backfield before I knew it. Um, in that situation, I tried to force a ball in there. I assumed the route was going to be open. Um, you know, that's what happens a lot with me. I'll uh, I'll look at a defense and I'll be like, all right, I know the coverage. I'll be right about the coverage, but the route combination or the route uh, concept that I thought would be open pre-snap doesn't end up being open for some reason, either good coverage, like in the cover two man, he just played good trail technique and we weren't able to create separation, but we still threw it anyway. So that if there's one play I want to take back, it's probably that, um, you know, run a little, run the ball, maybe go uh, 20 to 16 and then force them to go downfield and put some pressure on me. Um, that, then maybe the game would have been different, but, you know, getting a little aggressive, Knowing how our offense was, you know, struggling a little bit against his defense, we tried to force something, and uh, it led to him uh, having having the ball and being in a good position. What's the positive takeaway for you from this game? I'm sorry, what was that? What's the positive takeaway from you for you from this game? Oh, the positive take. I I felt good, honestly, for a loss. I felt good about what we did defensively. We went in there with a plan. Uh, we were able to make them uncomfortable early, um, and if we were able to get on, you know, get on top of the the game and get on top and get a good lead early, I think it would have been a different outcome. Um, we just got to be better in the red zone. I think if we if we fix that, uh, I think we're going to be in a good spot. That's I felt positive about the play. Uh, you know, the play. It's just got the red zone's got to be a little bit better. Gotcha. All right, um, one thing I, I will mention before before we move on, I don't know who else deals with this, but in the back of your head, there's always that sim, I, I got to stay sim uh, mindset. Um, I was playing the Colts. I took a, a, a look at their roster. I noticed that he has uh, Isaiah Rogers, who's 5'10". He has Kenny Moore, who's 5'9". And then he has, uh, I forgot who the other corner is, a lower overall corner, but he's six feet. You know, he, he's got a little bit of size to him. But I was like, all right. It was my first two drives. I hit him twice over the top. Once against Kenny Moore, I'm a 6'3 wide receiver. And then once on Isaiah Rodgers, uh, even though Isaiah Rodgers is fast, I had a 6'4 wide receiver one. Now, the one thing I wish I stood true to was if I saw it too high, run a read option, run the ball. But if I saw that one-on-one coverage with that smaller wide wide receiver, I wish I was true to the, uh, you know, still taking those deep shots. After the first two, I was like, I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, it feels unsim, it feels cheesy. But at the end of the day, that's just football. Um, and I think I, I just disagree. I completely disagree with what you're saying. That's that's football all day long. You take advantage yeah. of matchups. Yeah, like, I should I should have continued to do so, even if yeah, it's, it's even if it was repetitive. Yeah, that's that's up to him. that's up for him to adjust. That there's nothing unstemmed about that. If I have a uh, a five nine corner against a, a six, that's why people 
spread out tight ends now because they want that matchup. That's yeah. there's nothing unsim about that. Like I would have done that. It would have been up to that. Unfortunately, this is what I have on my team. This is what's on my roster. If he didn't want five nine quarterbacks, cornerbacks to go draft like JT, JT drafts tall people purposely. You know that's what's on his roster. So that I completely disagree. I don't think there's anything unsim about that. That's football. It's up to him to adjust to that. And I I, sh- I should have continued with it. I don't know why, but that I don't know the uh, air yardage was in the back of my mind. This was in the back, and the whole sim factor was in the back. And then I was like, you know, let's let's not, you know, not let's not try to, you know, when it's like let's not fucking just take deep shots because it feels kind of cheesy that we're just taking deep shots. But like you said, it's football. I saw the matchup. I should have continued to just take the shot when it was there. Um, and, you know, force them to adjust. And that's exactly what you should have done. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we moving forward, we, we realized that, and, you know, we gotta, we got to take our, our stem feelings out of it sometimes and just, you know, if I, if I end up with four catches for 300 yards and three touchdowns, that's on the other coach, not me. Yeah, I mean, that's no different than what we were talking about with the Dolphins. If you have Tyreek Hill, and you can just go over the top, you know, you know, or you have to adjust to that. Well, I, I wanted to bring on our special guest, uh, CB, is in the building. CB, you you ready to go? The, the uh, 21-point lead blowing coach is here. Uh, the, the coach that's that's going through some things right now. But the one thing we like about you more than uh, the Browns user is that you actually stick around for the heat. Uh, you ain't you ain't hiding with your tail in between your legs. Uh, and you actually you're, you're competing as well. Yeah, I, I fully expect it to eventually turn around. And I know I'm going to be present then. So it would be real lame if, you know, I didn't say anything during losses, but was real loud during wins. So you got to got to be present for all of it. We we call that the drama effect. When you're real loud during uh, during wins, and then you disappear during losses. That's the drama effect. Oh man, uh, you, you'll learn that once the Texans start losing, you won't see him in chat anymore. Um, moving moving on, we have it's perfect timing. We just talked about the Colts and the Patriots. We have the Eagles and the Saints. Final score thirty seven thirty one. Um, you come out you come out with the loss, but it was twenty one nothing real early and real fast. Um, you want to talk about your game a little bit? Yeah, we we jumped out with a, a nice lead early because I believe he threw me um, one pick six and then another another pick to to open up the game. And on my first drive, I believe I scored, so I'm feeling feeling pretty good. The runs effective, the 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 play action is effective, so I was feeling good. But going into I want to say going into the the second half. I don't know. I'm not going to say it's, it's an excuse using a stock playbook, but I feel like I only have about four or five effective different types of runs. And yeah. if you can stop those, it, it definitely puts me at a at disadvantage when I can't use uh, Henry to move the chains in short situations. But even outside of not being able to move the ball offensively, I was doing goofy stuff with my, my free safety uh, manually. So a lot of his explosive plays, it was just uh, mental mistakes, not controlling the free or, or controlling the free safety when I shouldn't have been. It was tough, but you'll, I'm you'll very, learn. You'll uh, yeah. that. Okay. 
I was, just, I was gonna say, but I'm very encouraged by by Drake May. That was his first like really good game, so I'm feeling a little bit more encouraged to throw the ball. Yeah, he looks he looks solid in that game. Uh, I know at one point he had no picks. Um, I don't know if he ended up throwing a pick in that game because we were watching red zone, so it was going back and forth. Um, but I will say, um, you know, you'll learn. Uh, You'll learn that even, you know, some people like to take the, the middle read down into the box and sometimes bring them lower lower into coverage. You'll learn that people will key, on, key in on stuff in these long games and then start to take advantage of that, um, yeah. you know, offensively. So it, it, PML is just a different animal. And, you know, you've been in PML for a little bit. And we'll, we'll wait for that. We'll wait for that. We'll wait until for the full introduction. We'll, we'll finish the games and then we'll jump into it. Uh, we had the let Bengals. Me, let, me the, let me ask you this question uh, about the real game. Are, are you used to playing 10-minute quarter? Um, it's been a while since I've been in a, a franchise league. But the ones in the, in the past, I believe they play nine minutes or eight minutes, something like that. So not quite 10, but longer than, you know, a regular head-to-head game. Yeah, because you know these these longer games and those twenty one point leads can mean the um, in some cases. So that's what I wanted to ask you. Sometimes you know people run out of their system, they run out of their game plan because the games are so long. So I was wondering that that may be you know even for some of the not so successful games so far, if you're used to playing the ten minute because it's a, it's an adjustment. It's a, it's yeah, after after when, when it comes down to the fourth quarter, I'm definitely flipping the pages of my my playbook. Like ah, let's let's find something. All right, go ahead now. Oh, I, I was just saying, definitely by the time the fourth quarter comes, I'm usually like flipping the pages of my my playbook quite a bit to try to try to find something either like unexpected or that I haven't ran that much. Well, I think you're you're you are uh, what four games away from the custom playbook. So what can we expect from that uh, from that playbook? Uh, you know, not the playbook. How do you think they're going to change what you're doing right now? Just a little bit more uh, diversity. A, a lot more um, plays. I know I can count on in certain certain situations, like having a a go to deep play or having a go to like third and eight play where I know I can't really run. So just, just, just having options at, at my hand. Okay. And, and so minus the playbook, um, because that's coming, talk about the competition you face in PML. And you say you've been in other leagues and you don't have to say it just because you're on a PML and you know, and it's some of the best competitions you face so far from what you've seen. Talk about, you know, how how, how the league, how to adapt to the league has become a pound for pound about the competition that you've been in. The competition is solid. And with me being, I think, one in four now, I'm not used to that because I like to think I'm pretty solid. So that, that shows me that everybody is pretty solid. I don't. I haven't played, of course, I haven't played everybody or watched everybody's game, but I don't think anybody sucks in this league. I don't think they would make it, you know, into the league if they suck, to be honest. I don't know about all that. So, yeah, the, the competition is definitely, definitely solid. And I know I've taken my lumps and people say I'm in a, a tough division. So 
I expect to play some pretty good guys, but I don't think there's nothing. Even if I do play a team that's really good, I'm learning. I'm learning every game. If I see something that they're doing, and I'm like, oh man, he he was able to get through that through that that traffic pretty e- easily in the trenches. Or oh man, he uh he runs his digs this way when it's coming off a, a clear out route or something like that. It's, it's always little stuff I can pick up while pick off on when I'm playing somebody that's uh, either got a better team or they just got a better scheme than me. So I might be, I'm going to take my lumps early, but I'm not, I'm not discouraged at all. And you said, so you said in other leagues, you're not used to being one and four. So what do you, what is your record usually? I was consistently a playoff contender in all my other leagues, but yeah, this is taking my lumps here. Which, which is cool, you know, because I think everybody comes into PML and, and has to take their lumps. Uh, even some of the players that you might look at in PML and say, oh, they're some of the top dogs. When they first came to PML, you know, they took their lumps because PML is one of those leagues. PML is one of those leagues where you just can't come in and think you're just going to continue, you know, what you were doing in other leagues. Not right. only from the game plan, the competition that you face, but just from everything else that that comes into play. I mean, have you ever seen anything remotely close to what JT's done with this emergency system? Oh, no, no, no. This is this is by far the coolest and most in-depth league I've, I've played in. So big, huge shout-out to JT. I still don't even fully understand all the rules and capabilities of stuff we can do with the emergency system and stuff like that. So I'm learning as we go. But this is by far the most advanced and in-depth league I've ever played in. So I'm, I'm loving it, to be honest. And and that's one of, and that's one of the PML effects is having to not only find your way in competition, but it's find your way in the emergency system. It's finding your way in AR. It's finding your way in chat. It's knowing. I mean, is it a different field? I mean, I, I don't know about the leagues that you've been in before, but have you ever been in such an active league? Have you ever been in a league where you know that chances are everybody's watching my game right now and and as you're in the game, when things start spiraling, do you get that, oh, people are watching this happen right now? Because PML um, is probably one of the most active leagues. I have, before this league, I, I have never been in a league with 32 total users. So that's the another level just alone right there. But I'm sure you know, even outside of that, the the Twitch audiences that that everyone has, everyone tuning into the red zone uh, broadcast and all that kind of stuff. No, it's nothing. It's nothing like I've ever experienced before. And I, and I like that, but I would say my first, my first regular season game, that's why I was like, Oh man, this probably got a, a big crowd behind it. And I'm putting a lot of bad stuff on film. But, but since then I haven't had like any like uh, nervousness or just unease about the audience. Cause I'm, I'm not even thinking about that, honestly. I mean, have you ever thought that you'd be in a league where you're doing interviews about how your gameplay is? I mean, PML is something, PML is something different, right? Like we, like uh, King Mike says it all the time, man. We're a bunch of nerds around here. Uh huh. <laughs> nah, I, I never, I didn't, I had no idea that this was even, you know, even out there. So this is, this is, this is a cool thing, and I feel uh, uh, happy that y'all welcomed me into the league. It's, this, this is dope. And listen, PML is one of those leagues where I'm sure you see right now that once you get in it, it's like, all right, I got to do everything I can to stay in this league because I know yeah. once you, it's, like, it's like once you get a taste of it, it's like, yeah, uh, you know, I don't think you're going to find anything remotely, 
you know, remotely even close to it. Like every other league is just kind of like there's a, there are a lot of guys that are in a lot of different leagues, and and they call them practice leagues because they know ultimately, you know, PML is the league that 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 they that that, that means something. Like you could be in another league. There are a lot of guys in other leagues. They win Super Bowls. They win championships, and they're happy and they're content about it. But it just doesn't have the same feel as as, as that play, as that PML playoff run. Yeah, um, how many leagues are you currently in right now? One, the PML. <laughs> <laughs> is that due to is that due to um, time constraints, or you just came to PML like you know what this is the best league I'm in? I'm not even gonna mess with anything else. Um, I, I had been on the search when the when the new Madden and the PS5 dropped. I was on the search for for leagues to join, and I found a, a couple on on Reddit, but they either didn't last past, you know, a season or two or didn't have a lot of activity. So I ended up leaving them. So, yeah. And how did you, how did you find out about PML? Straight up Google search of Madden leagues or uh, online franchise Madden leagues. And I think PML might've been like the first uh, result, if not, you know, in the top five. Yeah. Knowing, knowing, knowing uh, JT, he probably got something with his first optimization engine and, just uh, you know, that, that keyword search Madden and probably PML just popped up all over the place. Yep, I saw it, clicked on it, read the rules. I'm like, oh, this is legit. Yeah, and I was like, this, this is what I need. All right, we'll get you out of there on this one, man. So, you know, tough start to the season, um, but that's to be expected. No playbook, getting used to it. So, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. PML is a lot to handle. Period. Well, take a little bit of time and tell me. Uh, about what you see to come. I don't know if you know what your, your upcoming schedule is. You know, um, what 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 do you realistically see on, on how you, on how you're going to finish this first season out? My, um, yeah, it, with the head coach settings, they, they give you like an expectation on wins. I played it all the way. You can call it safe or cowardly or what. I, I put four wins as my uh, as my season goal, and I feel like. I want more than that, but if I can get if I can get four, I would be like, all right, I can I got something to build on because I have seen in the the, the previous seasons that I, I wasn't participating in that there were some some worse records than than four and, and thirteen. So I, I feel like if I can get to four or more, I have a foundation that I know I can and build on top of. So that's that's my my ultimate goal. I know I haven't looked far down the the schedule. I know I got Cleveland coming up, and that's I think they talked about that being the the game of the week since we both newer newer cats. So that'll that'll be a fun one. Cleveland, Cleveland's your next game. Uh, I have a, a bye week next, and then I believe Cleveland. So what do you think about that Cleveland game right now? Because right now you're both new coaches, you're both struggling a little bit. Tell me what you think about that game and, and, and the outcome. It's gonna be the the battle of the of the newcomers, and so I feel like we we both in the same boat with these default playbooks and you know teams that we've inherited. So it'll I think right then it'll come down to just scheme on scheme and in a limited situation since we're both in the same since we're both similar in that way. So um, I, I think I, I don't like to to boast. But I think I can. That that's a winnable game. I haven't watched this team in depth, but just based off knowing that we're in a a similar situation, it's definitely a winnable game in my eyes. 
All right, so with all that being said, you just guaranteed a victory against Cleveland. So we're going to put that out there on the record oh, book. Uh, Eagles, Eagles just guaranteed a win. Um, HD, if you if you listening, man, go ahead and blow that up in chat. <laughs> Eagles just guaranteed a win against the Browns. Um, did you say double-digit win? I didn't say double-digit win, but um, I'm saying okay, I'm saying a win. Yep. Okay, so get, we got we got a guarantee right now that the Eagles are going to beat the Browns and by, <laughs> guarantee the win by according to HD. HD heard you say ten, so I guess that's what's in the, <laughs> that's what it is right now. So, right now, um, we we got a guarantee. I like it. I like the confidence. I like I like it. I like it a lot. Man, thank you for taking your time on uh, the breakfast show, man. Taking time out of your morning. Uh, I gotta, I gotta hey, hey, hey. So uh, we're going to wrap it up. Everybody in PML, have a great day. Thank you, CB, for coming on. Yes, sir. Yep.